All right, we are finally back. LJHS Bros Undisputed Season 1, this time with the NFL Free Agency episode special, saving us from the coronavirus. And uh, this is Christian Maggio, and with me, Jay Motter and Anthony Salazar, ready to attack NFL Free Agency full force here today, boys. Good to be back. So let's, we're going to cover it all since, you know, there's not much else going on in the sports world right now. We're going to uh, bring it all all the details to you the biggest signings the most underrated signings um, some free agents still on the board um, and as well as winners and losers um, for our offseason and impact on next season so let's get a full force get going right at it let's start with biggest signings so far Jay what do you think is your uh, biggest one so far this offseason well, uh, it's honestly a toss-up between uh, Tom Brady going to the Buccaneers or uh, D-Hop to the Cardinals. If I had to give the edge to one of them, probably Tom Brady. But I really like the signing of – I mean, the trade of DeAndre Hopkins to the Cardinals. I, I think the that one-two punch in Arizona now with Kyler Murray and DeAndre, not even to mention that Christian Kirk and Larry Fitzgerald, I think it's just going to be nasty down there in Arizona. And I see them as being a playoff team. I, I actually agree with that. I, I think I, – I put um, on my list, I had – uh, Tom Brady at number one, just because I think that's just, I mean, just the the status that comes with that, with just his his resume and everything, all his titles and everything, what that brings to a team like Tampa Bay, who has never had very much success in the NFL. Uh, I think, I believe I saw a stat, one of the worst win percentages of any franchise in the NFL. And then Tom Brady, who's obviously one of the, um, most successful quarterbacks of all time going there. I, I gave that the slight edge, but DeAndre Hopkins was a very close number yeah. two, and I think no doubt is the most shocking move so far oh, this season. Yeah, for sure the most shocking move. Who knew that Bill O'Brien would be that dumb to just let his best wide receiver go <laughs> like that? And I mean, it, it wasn't even in the rumors at all. Either. Yeah, I know. I mean, I, just, yeah, out of nowhere. Like, it was like an hour before I saw a thing. It was like you know, saying the Texans might trade him. And then, like, before you know it, he goes to Arizona. And it's like, of all teams, he went to the Cardinals. Like, you wouldn't think something like that would really happen. And, I mean, you, the Cardinals gave them a whole bunch of junk. They gave him the old running back that used to be good. <laughs> I mean. Ar- the, Arthur Riders Jr. Yeah, freaking Arthur Riders Jr. over there. The Cardinals <laughs> really got a steal right there, honestly. That was an amazing they, trade. Man. They really did. And and think about, like you talked about Bill O'Brien, think about over the last two years, he's traded Jadavion Clowney, who was a former number one pick, and we'll probably talk about him later. He's still one of the best free agents left on the board. Yep. And and now he's traded DeAndre Hopkins. And out of the two of them, he hasn't gotten one first-round pick. And Houston <laughs> will not have a first-round pick at all in, in the draft. <laughs> And let's, not, and let's not forget the joke of a receiver that they signed, Randall Cobb. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, I, I really – and Houston's going to be in trouble. We'll probably talk they're, – yeah. they're on my on my list in the, in the winners and losers section. Yeah. But uh, they're in trouble because the AFC South is getting really good and Houston and they're is not getting going better. in the opposite direction. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that was a huge move uh, to kick off the – NFL offseason, really. Yeah, and it was yeah. it was good to see after, you know, everything else happened in the sports world. So it's good to see all this action going on, you know. Man, just imagine uh Bill O'Brien telling Deshaun Watson that he traded DeAndre Hopkins away. 
<laughs> Man, I'm surprised Deshaun Watson hasn't retired yet. Because <laughs> I would. He said, "Don't worry, buddy. We got your Randall Cobb. Make it feel better." <laughs> Man, but another signing that I want to talk about is Darius Slay to the well, you know. But Darius Slay to the Eagles, I think that's really big for Philadelphia. They really Huge. needed some def- They really needed a defensive back, and they got one in Darius Slay. He's good. He's always been good on Detroit. He locks up wide receiver ones, and he's the guy that Philadelphia needs to lift that um, the pass defense, to be honest. Because, I mean, you know, as we saw last year, I mean, we saw Eagles DBs getting burnt <laughs> left and right. And so, but now I think it's going to change a little bit. So we'll just have to see. Because, I mean, Darius Slade, that was a really good signing. And there's another cornerback that I also think not enough people are talking about Byron Jones to Miami. I really think True. Miami is really starting to improve now in a sign. And um, we already know the offensive potential that they could have next year with um, the draft. Who knows what quarterback they'll get, and let's not forget mm-hmm. the rest of the skill positions they have. And then, I mean, now that they're trying to improve their defense, they could, in the future, they could be a really good team. So we'll just have to see um, what really happens with that. But I think Byron Jones was also a really nice signing for them. I agree. I really liked the the Darius Slay one too. I think the the struggles um, the Eagles secondary had. I mean, they their linebacking core is very yeah. good, and they've got a very good defensive line too. But the secondary was questionable throughout last season, and um, and and they actually even lost Malcolm yeah. Jenkins, who to the Saints. But Darius Slay is. I'd probably give him a little more of an edge over Malcolm Jenkins. Plus, he's also younger than Malcolm yeah, Jenkins, too. Yeah, he's kind of you, – you get an upgrade there. Yeah, that, I think so, for sure. And then I think one that not really many people are talking about is Phillip Rivers to the Colts, at, which could be very interesting. Um, I mean, you never know with Phillip. I mean – but, I mean, I mean, I think Phillip's uh, – Phillip Rivers still has, like, potential – to take the Colts to the playoffs. They're a very good team. They have a nice defense. Their offensive line is pretty good. I mean, uh, the retirement of uh, Costanzo kind of hurts, but um, I think the Colts could still be a really good team. I mean, they have good running backs. Uh, they have nice receivers. They got T.Y. Hill and Zach Pascal, um, all those guys. And um, another thing, I mean, Jacoby Brissett, I mean, he wasn't horrible, but he definitely wasn't enough to win. And now I think that with Phillip Rivers, with the experience and all that, I think that um, the Colts could have big potential to um, take their division and um, maybe even win a couple games in the playoffs. Who really knows? We'll just have to see how Phillip Rivers plays and how it all, you know, really pans out. Yeah, I, re- I really like that point mm-hmm. too about Jacoby Brissett. And I think, I think it's – I had it down as, you know, kind of yet to see, kind of, I I don't really, I'm kind of in the middle on this signing here because obviously Phillip Rivers is very turnover prone. Um, yeah. You know, so that's something the Colts are going to need to address with him. But I think he's a good fit with that offense. I, I think Jacoby played really well at the beginning of the season until, you know, he got hurt and things last year. But I just don't think, I, I think the Colts have a very, very underrated team. A very yeah, roster. I think they they're they're pretty set all around to to be a Super Bowl contender. I think they've got a backfield which they have not had in a very long time, and Marlon Mack and some others who is very capable. They have weapons such as T. Y. Hilton and um, Jack Doyle, 
and some others in the receiving core. And, you know, their defense was very good last year. And I was really impressed. And they were all, yeah. Had Darius Leonard um, and and, uh, Malik Hooker and some others on the defensive side as well. And also, they just added um, one of the best defensive tackles in the game, DeForest Buckner. um, Yeah, which was an amazing. The Niners are stupid for getting rid of him. So that that's a huge that's a huge pickup right there, and I think if Philip Rivers pans out, the Colts could be a very dangerous team next year. They they're a team to watch in the AFC if Philip Rivers can do his job and uh, bring his experience to Indianapolis. Yeah, look look at yeah. this stat right here. Uh, in 2018, when Rivers was a Pro Bowler, he had threw 32, 32 touchdowns, my bad, and 12 interceptions. And then last year, he went 23 and 20. So he's kind of an on and off quarterback and we'll just have to see yeah. what happens in Indianapolis. Yeah, yeah. he's just got to bring more more consistency. I think if he can be more consistent, then I think he's definitely what the Colts need because I mean if you look at it, that defense is going to be making a lot of stops. They're not going to give up yeah. really a lot of points to really yeah. possibly anybody. I, I think that defense I mean they even stopped um Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs last year. They shut that team down. So, I mean, the Chief, the Colts' defense can stop anybody. So, if Phillip Rivers can simply take care of the football, I think this could be a, a, a very great pickup for Indianapolis. He, he is yeah. 39, though, so we'll have to see. Yeah, we'll yeah. just have to see what all happens and how it all pans out, you know. I think, I think another really good signing, though, that was kind of in the middle. It kind of got some attention, but it hasn't really gotten as much as it should have was uh, the Carolina Panthers picking up Teddy Bridgewater Ooh, for three years and $60 million. That's a pretty good deal for Carolina. I mean, yeah, Carolina, we already know. Um, Kyle Allen was not the answer. Um, Cam Newton's obviously, he's been, I don't even know what. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I think getting Teddy Bridgewater, I mean, to compliment DJ Moore and uh, Christian McCaffrey is going to be really nice, to be honest. And I really think that um, they're going to improve this year because, I mean, obviously we know last year uh, they weren't all that good. But now um, I think with a quarterback like Teddy Bridgewater, who we could, who we saw could win, win games, right. um, I think that's going to be really huge for the Panthers. And if he can play like he did last year, then I think the Panthers could be a team to watch. And their offense is going to be extremely dangerous. Yeah, I agree. You give Bridgewater a shot, he'll perform for you. Yeah, yeah, I think Teddy – and like you said, Teddy's been proven to win. He won back in Minnesota, which is a place where, you know, sometimes kind of tough to win and uh, competed in the <laughs> NFC – competed in the <laughs> NFC North. And, you know, just going to say what – imagine if the Vikings had Teddy Bridger, Bridgewater right now. But that's besides the point. And uh, – but, you know, Teddy Bridgewater has proven – to win in Minnesota, and then you know he fought through his injuries, and then went five and zero last year um, for the Saints when Drew Brees was out. So he can get the job done, and I think him with Christian McCaffrey, and don't forget DJ Moore over there in Carolina. That offense yeah. is going to be very scary next season. Yeah, they have very they have potential to be super good, and we'll just have to see what happens. I guess he almost won a playoff game, yeah. but Blair Walsh uh, missed that kick. <laughs> uh, it's not okay. <laughs> but one, one, one last signing I want to talk about um, myself as well that I think is very underrated was the New Orleans Saints picking up 
Emmanuel Sanders. I think that's a great pickup for their offense. Just another dangerous weapon adding to that offense is yeah, just now, even, now even more lethal. Yeah, now it's going to be harder for teams to double-team Michael Thomas, I think, because mm-hmm. now you're going to have a weapon like um, Emmanuel Sanders out there who is a very underrated yeah. receiver. Too bad to lose I mean, he's card, a former yeah. Pro Bowler <laughs> to the Minnesota probably. I no, agree. I mean, <laughs> I mean Emmanuel, Emmanuel Sanders, is he's not like, you know, a number one caliber receiver anymore, but, um, you know, he's a good good player to have as a number two or number three and that's all New Orleans needs is you know they've got um hopefully gonna bring back Taysom Hill who can play some, tight end and some other things and um they have Michael Thomas they have Alvin Kamara and you know you have the one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time and Drew Brees coming back as well so um I think that's a huge huge deal for New Orleans to be able to bring um Emmanuel Sanders in yeah, I, I really, I think th- this could be uh, New Orleans' year after um, three years of torture in the playoffs. Nah. I think this could really be the year that New Orleans, uh, New Orleans gets over the top. But we'll blue see. Dat Nation will always be Blue Dat Nation, and there's no doubt about it. <laughs> Jay, you're just jealous because I'm uh, not jealous. They lost to the Vikings, but Rogers still isn't better than Breeze. So when he beat Kirk Cousins, we can talk. But you know what signing I think was a pretty horrible signing? Jimmy Graham to the Chicago Bears. <laughs> <laughs> that was – the Bears are worried about the wrong positions right now. I think they're forgetting that they still don't have a quarterback. Um, they have a truck driver at the quarterback position right now. <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't really know, like, what they're doing over there in Chicago. I mean, they're not getting any better, and the NFC North is just getting better and better again. And I mean – I do agree on that, and Ty, I mean, I don't know. I that's that's something we we're definitely gonna hit on later in, yeah. in the winners losers section. That's I've got that in my notes for sure. But here's another signing I wanted to bring up that I it's yet to see, but I kind of don't really like is Melvin Gordon to Denver. I just I just don't really like that signing. I I don't either. I I I don't know how I feel about that signing. Really, I mean, because Denver they already have um they already had Lindsey. They have Freeman. So I mean, and yeah. we already know Melvin is not afraid to sit out games if he's not getting touches or anything. Right. Right. So I mean, you know, I I don't know how I really feel about that signing yeah. from Denver. The Broncos need receivers, not running backs. Yeah, exactly. Their best receiver is Cortland <laughs> yeah. Sutton. Yeah, and then after Cortland Sutton, it's like a whole bunch of known. It's like a Monte so. Maddox exactly. and whoever else, probably. I I don't even know. I mean, I I I mean, especially with with a young quarterback like Drew Locke, who who has shown some potential. We you know that he hasn't been able to show much, but he does have potential. But I like Locke for a young for a young quarterback like that. You know, you've got to get him some weapons. He's not going to be able to grow if he doesn't have anybody to throw to. Yeah. I mean, he's obviously got enough guys to hand the ball off to if you want to play three <laughs> running backs in the, in the formation. But, Pretty I mean, much. But, you know, he's got no one to throw the ball to. I, I don't – I don't. I just don't really get where Denver's going with this sign. He can go Brady mode and throw a bunch of check downs. <laughs> he might have to at this point. I mean, his second best option other than Cortland Sutton is Noah Fant, and he's very <laughs> young as well. So, yeah, 
I just I just don't see what direction that's heading over there. Yeah. And one one final one I have on, on my list um, is uh, Stephon Diggs going to the Bills. I'm, I I don't know. I I think this is one another one that I'm kind of yet to see on this one because I think I think he could be a great fit for Buffalo. They really needed a, a wide receiver of his caliber for Josh Allen, who had a great season last year and could be ready to take another step this year. Um, but I don't know. I just I just kind of feel in the middle on this trade as well. Well, I mean, we've seen what Josh Allen can do, and we see, and uh, it's not always good things. And in my opinion, Kirk Cousins is better than Josh Allen. And the big reason I think Kirk Cousins is better than Josh Allen and the big reason that Stephon Diggs wanted out of Minnesota is because of Kirk Cousins. And another thing with Stephon Diggs, he's a, I, last year he was a pretty inconsistent player. He, he ended up having a pretty good season. True. But, I mean, at the beginning of the season, he started out cold. So I mean, I mean, we'll just have to see what happens. I don't know. Josh Allen is still young, and yeah. I mean, I let's not forget about all the other weapons that um, the Bills have already. You know, they have John Brown, a young running back, and Devin Singletary. Yeah. So I mean, we'll just have to see what really happens down there in uh, Buffalo. I guess. Yeah, that's why I'm kind of like in the middle of this one. But I mean, adding a, a guy of his caliber, if Diggs can can have the right attitude and can do what we have seen him be able to do when he is playing hard, um, that could be huge for Buffalo, especially mm-hmm. with that vacancy left in New England. The, AF- the AFC East is really going to be up for grabs next year. And these these teams like Buffalo and I think Miami too are both going to be gunning hard for the New England Patriots who have ruled that division for about 20 years. Yeah. Be flow. But yeah. I, I, I kind of do like uh, the haul that Minnesota did get for, um, for Diggs. They got a first-round pick and um, multiple other picks um, also. So that, that's kind of yet to see. I mean, it, it, we'll see what those picks turn into. I think Minnesota does have some holes. Um, obviously, a wide receiver one that I think needs to be addressed now. Yeah. Um, you know, so if they get the right – uh, players to fill those holes in the draft. I think that's a successful trade for Minnesota, but still kind of yet to see what happens on that one. Yeah, we'll just really have to wait and see what happens with all that. But um, you guys have any other signings you want to discuss before we move on? Well, I mean, we kind of already discussed it, but uh, the Randall Cobb signing, absolutely horrible signing. <laughs> just going to throw that out there again. And how about, how about uh? Marcus Bamiota oh, going to the and Raiders. let's not forget. Let's not. Forget. I think that's that's. I almost thought about putting that as my number one signing because that's going to be the next next year's Ryan Tannehill in Las Vegas. Perfect situation. Um, Derek Carr, you know he's he's been kind of below average, I'd say, and um, you know, but the Raiders have some weapons. They've got Josh Jacobs, um, and they've got. Um, Darren Waller, who both had very good seasons last year. So the Raiders, obviously getting into a new stadium, a new city. Um, I think they are ready for to compete. And I think if Derek Carr does not play well at the beginning of the season, I think Marcus is going to step right in there. Yeah, honestly, I like it because John Gruden's always wanted a, 
a running quarterback. Right. So, yeah, well, we'll, we'll see. I, I, think we'll, it, I, I think it could be a better system uh, for Marcus to fit in. Well, I'm yeah. looking forward to see how that's going to turn out. Yeah, and I mean, let's not forget um, the other part of the Texan Cardinals trade and how um, the Texans got David Johnson. I mean, you'd really think uh, getting a guy like David Johnson who has been good in the past, that could be mm-hmm. good. But, I mean, really, that's not that's not what the Texans need anymore. And right. David Johnson has been on the fall-off uh, right. hard. So, I mean, really, the Texans, I mean, I don't know what they're doing, to be honest. They're <laughs> – Absolutely horrible moves this you know offseason. I mean, lately, you th- if you think about it, the, the Texans running back is Lamar Miller. I think Lamar Miller lately in the last year or so has been equal to David Johnson. Yeah, so, I, I mean, could really agree with that. I mean, I don't really know if that's even really an upgrade for <laughs> Mm, no, at running back. And I mean, let's not forget their amazing quarterback, Deshaun Watson, who is still developing, and they're just taking away weapons instead of adding. So right, and um, you're taking away a top three to five wide receiver in the in the entire NFL. Probably right. the second best. I mean, you're you're trading away the second wide receiver in the NFL. Yeah, for a bag pretty, of change, pretty much. which was horrible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, but I mean, well. We'll see. Maybe Houston will be able to get someone else. I mean, there's some good, and that we'll kind of use that to transition into our next um, topic. Some free agents still on the board, so let's talk about this first one here, um, who I think could be a really big steal if he went to the right team. But rumors now are saying that there are no interested teams, and that's Jameis Winston. I mean, there's mixed reviews on him. He made history last year being the first quarterback ever to throw for 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions in a season. But you think about it. He, you know, has played in a, in a system in Tampa where, you know, it's kind of, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't think it's the best situation for a quarterback to grow in. And, I mean, they've got Bruce Arians last year who – is a great quarterback coach, but, you know, he wasn't there the first four years to help Jameis. But, um, you know, so I think that kind of inhibited his growth a little bit. And also, think about it. He played with – I think he had a broken finger. He had a some sort of knee operation or leg operation this offseason. And he also had um, laser eye surgery, which has actually – you would think it's kind of a joke. Almost, but um, – it's something he's actually dealt with. I was reading about it. He's it's something he's dealt with since his college years and has obviously digressed and gotten worse over the years. So I think those things, fixing those things, and I think getting him with the right system, I think he could. Yeah, Davis has a uh, forty year. touchdown potential. I think because he's not afraid to sling it. So we'll see. We're gonna see what happens. I right. really hope he goes to a good team. <laughs> Well, the Patriots apparently are starting yeah. Old Man Boyer next yeah. season, so I, I have no idea where <laughs> Winston's going. I, I really – that's what I, – I don't know. That's the team. Personally, I would love to see Jameis Winston and go get to the play with Bill Belichick. I think that would be a perfect fit for him. I think Bill Belichick could be amazing for him, and I, I think he would really fit in New England, but – you know, sadly, it doesn't look like it's going to happen, and I really don't yeah. understand why not. Because, I mean, I don't. 
I don't I just don't really understand why Bill Belichick would not want to give a guy of that caliber this chance. I mean, I think it shows something about Bill Bill Belichick in my opinion because it, if Bill Belichick knows, you know, and sees these weaknesses Jameis has and and knows that he himself can help turn that around, you look at it, really the only weakness Jameis has is the interceptions. And if a guy like Bill Belichick, who's preached for years, the big, the one thing you cannot do is turn the ball over. I think if he gets Jameis and could deal with that, I think that would put Jameis yeah. on another level. I mean, I mean, why would Bill not give him a chance? I mean, Bill Belichick recruits white Walmart cashiers for wide receiver. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, they got the greatest quarterback of all time in the very last pick, like the last round. So it's like. You know, give him give him a chance. I mm-hmm. mean, I think Jameis deserves a shot in New England, right? Because I think Jameis has not shown his full potential yet. Right, I I agree. So that just leaves uh Cam Newton and Jameis Winston yep. up to dry right now. Yeah, there's no team right now. That, that was the next one on my list, and actually, they said today um, the Panthers had been trying to trade Cam Newton for the last week or so. But, you know, nobody wanted to pick up his contract and trade because of uh, his recent injury history. So the Panthers cut Cam Newton just today. So now, Cam, uh, it'll be interesting to see what what develops kind of out of that. But um, I don't know. I mean, he's – I'm kind of mixed on him because he he obviously had that one season. He took the Panthers um, to the Super Bowl. And he was he was amazing that year, but ever since then he kind of hasn't really been great. So I I don't know. Yeah. Really about and another free agent yeah. we have uh, we talked about a little bit earlier with the Texans uh, and how you know they got rid of him and everything. Uh, Jadavion Clowney, um, he right. he really lifted that Seahawks defense last year, which was. Um, I mean, you could tell – I mean, the Seahawks used to have the best defense in the league and one of the best defenses of all time. Mm-hmm. And then they really started going on the downfall. And I think Jadavion County going in there uh, really lifted them up. And I think the Seahawks need to do whatever they can to keep him. But, I mean, Jadavion County is a big free agent, and I think a lot of teams would be interested in having him. So, I really want to see what happens with him. And um, another uh, defensive lineman, uh, Everson Griffin, uh, he – Recently announced that he would be leaving Minnesota. So um, now we're just going to have to see what happens with him. I mean, he could really be going anywhere. Um, he's getting older, but um, right. he's still effective. Um, so I, I really want to see where he goes. No. He's going to Green Bay. But then another big one that I, I really – I think people are underlooking a lot – is Robbie Anderson, who is a wide receiver for the New York Jets. And I really think that he is an underrated wide receiver. He played with Sam Darnold last year and still had – I mean, I think he had a solid year. (laughs) Robbie Anderson has never played with a good quarterback in his career. Poor guy. So, I mean, I think – I really – I was – you know, had that on my list as well. Um, I think there's there's multiple teams that are in need – um, of a wide receiver too. Right now, they're saying he's got a you know kind of slow rumors. Not really any any rumors around him yet. Some people are saying they think he's going to re-sign with the Jets, which um, you know I would like to see him go elsewhere. And I, I think some big fits. One we already talked about 
I think Denver should go after um, Robbie Anderson. I think he'd be a great fit for them um, alongside Cortland Sutton and now with um, Melvin Gordon and some others. Um, and I think I think another team too. I think the Philadelphia Eagles should make a make a run at Robbie Anderson too. I think that the wide receiver core is another thing. Pretty much on both sides of the ball um, for Philadelphia last year, it was um, the wide receivers in the secondary that were really the biggest strength uh, weakness for the Philadelphia Eagles. And I, I think Robbie Anderson would would do very well. Um, yeah, and that, I really – that would be something that's interesting to see. I really think so. So, yeah, I really think the Eagles should really actually try to pursue Robbie Anderson because, like you said, I mean, the last year the wide receivers were a problem. They had, uh, I'm pretty sure, the most drops in the whole NFL. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, he's gone now. And, Don't I mean, worry. let's not forget the rest of their wide receiver core, Deshaun Jackson, who's getting older, and he is very injury-prone nowadays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He plays and one, then let's not forget Jeffrey, who's also, <laughs> I mean, yeah, very, very yeah, injury prone so. the last couple of years. He's he's still he's still talented, but he just he yeah, can't stay off and which the is IR. the problem with the whole Eagles. The whole yeah, team is injury prone. With the whole team, um, <laughs> I don't I don't know. I think maybe they need to recently, like sign a new training staff or something because that's <laughs> oh, they really? did actually. Mark they should, me. Yeah, that's good because yeah. <laughs> they're, they're always hurt it seems the medical tent's always full down in uh, Philadelphia so yeah <laughs> yeah, it's like a line to see your point yeah, pretty much. Tent. <laughs> 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 uh, that's a good one but I want to I go back um, you mentioned today on Clowney I, I think uh, I think Davion Clowney could be a huge pickup for whoever he goes to. And I think some teams, you know, that he could fit very well with. I, and there's some rumors he might be headed yep. to the Tennessee Titans. And I think putting him on a defense like that would be unbelievable. I think that put that defense on a completely other level to have a stud like him at linebacker. And another one, another team, I, I don't really know about their interest in him, but I think the Indianapolis Colts should yeah. make a run at Jadavion Clowney. I think um, really same situation for them. I think that put their defense on another level, and Indianapolis still has a lot of cap space left. So um, I think I think the Colts and the t- uh, and the Titans should both make runs. Yeah, I, I agree with that completely because, I mean, the Colts and the Titans are honestly my two contenders for their respective division. Um, the AFC South. So, mm-hmm. and I mean, really getting a guy like Jadavion Clowney would really lift one team over the other. So we'll really have to see like how that pans out. I really think that one of those teams should try to pursue him because both of those teams have amazing defenses. Um, their offenses are uh, significantly uh, improving, I think. So um, we'll just have to mm-hmm. see, but I definitely agree with you on that and that those two teams should really try to pursue a guy like Jadavion Clowney. So are the Jaguars going to start a uh, Mr. Mania <laughs> next year or what? What's going on down there? Yeah, they they are. They're, that's why. They're yeah, I don't know why the Bears signed Foles either. That was idiotic. Oh, poor, poor, poor Gardner Minshew though. By the end of the off season, he might be out out there in Jacksonville on his yeah. all on his own. <sighs> I mean, the pretty much, pretty much the only good players left on Jacksonville are Gardner Minshew. Um, Leonard Fournette and DJ Chark. That's about and it. They might Except win two games. That just, 
two, three years ago, they had they one might. of the best defenses in the league. And and they and they went to the AFC championship and almost that's beat sad. the Patriots. That's oh, super close. Man, I, things fell down south. And that stinks, too, because Gardner Minshew has a lot of potential. He, he yeah. had a lot of great moments last year. And, uh, you know, now kind of, you know, all their weapons are just fading away yeah. and disappearing pretty much. But, I and, and um, you know, let's kind of use that to transition into the last section, the winners um, and, the, and the losers of this offseason in, in, in terms of teams. Um, Jay, who, if you had to pick three winners this offseason, who, who would you say are your three, three teams that have done the best this offseason? Well, I think the clear-cut number one has to be the Arizona Cardinals with getting DeAndre Hopkins. I think that's just huge. And then uh, probably the Bucks second. And then I'm going to go with the Colts at third. I, I like those. I think, I think uh, obviously, Arizona and Tampa Bay, I think, would be on just about anybody's list um, as winners for this offseason. And even look at both of those teams. You know, the Cardinals got Hopkins. They kept uh, – Kenny and Drake, and then they also added a couple yeah. um, linebackers as well for for some additional depth on defense. And then even the Buccaneers got Brady. Um, they re-signed Jason Pierre-Paul, who's still who's still pretty good. They franchise tagged um, Shaq Barrett, who was the leader in sacks last year. And um, you know they're also in the rumors for some other free agents left over, and some other free agents are rumored to be trying to call Tampa Bay to come in and uh, play there next yeah. season. Um, I think my three, I'm going to say, obviously there are the Colts, Tampa, and Cardinals, but another team that um, we haven't talked about at all because you wouldn't really think you'd be talking about them uh, on about like improving. But the Baltimore Ravens, I feel like, have improved their team as well, even though it seems impossible to improve that team. Um, they got to keep Judon. Um, they they signed Calais Campbell, who is still um, a great um, defensive lineman, yeah. and right, I they're right. they're going to be insane next year. I really if Lamar Jackson can have the season he had last year again, or anything close to it, the Baltimore Ravens could honestly go seventeen and zero. And I don't know. Nah. I, I'm, I'm, That's I don't know. last year they were. Very close, and I feel like they've gotten even better. I I I I really like that one, Anthony, and that's I didn't even think for a second about that. But not, that that's a really good point. I think they have made um, a lot of great moves, and that'll be interesting to see how that turns out in Baltimore next year. Because I think, you know, like you said, they were fourteen and two last year, and looked like they were gonna absolutely run through the AFC until they um, lost to the Titans last in the, in the divisional round. But um, I, I think that's a real, that's a really interesting point. There, yeah. Anthony. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Uh, one more team we kind of talked about earlier and I had my winners. I, I am really loving what this team is doing right now is the Miami Dolphins. They Let's go. had a, perfect offseason pretty much they they signed Jordan Howard who could be who's they had no one at running back last season and they bring in Jordan Howard you you already talked about Byron Jones a great 
um, corner in the league. They signed defensive, and then they've also signed three defensive guys. Shaq Lawson, who's a good defensive end. Emmanuel Ogba, who had a solid season for the Chiefs last year. And Kyle Van Noy, who's had a solid career for the New England Patriots. Um, they've brought those three guys in. And not even to mention, their offseason isn't even over yet because they have three first-round picks and a first one that is loaded with talent. I'm a- I mean, you think about it. Quarter, they're gonna they're, what the the spots they need to still fill are quarterback, wide receiver, and, and then maybe some depths at some other positions. But quarterback wise, you're gonna have probably either Tua Tagovailoa or um, Justin Herbert who could step in there and and compete right away uh, at that quarterback position. And then not to mention. Um, with two of the other first-round picks, this is one of the most loaded yeah. wide receiver drafts we've seen in a long time. So those those two spots for Miami could be filled instantly with these three first-round picks. I absolutely am looking forward to. Yeah, um, they could the they could be Dolphins a dangerous team if they uh, draft right and draft good. I'm hoping they and get not it. To mention, not to mention they have one of the most Brian underrated Flora. Dude, Brian Flora is, is seriously the, one Flores. of the most underrated. Like, at first it was a joke, but no, this guy is one of the most underrated coaches in the whole NFL. I mean, everybody said Dolphins own 16, and he took them to five wins, which is honestly impressive for that team last year. With no, with, they had no one. They, they, they had a decent defense. <laughs> Their running back defense. was like they had no one on Kevin Bellage or something. I don't even know who that is. I'm, <laughs> yeah, Fitzpatrick, one of the and Ryan like, dirty men. And then, I mean, they're only – and then think about it. They lost Kenyon Drake, too, who was the second-best player on that offense, and they still managed to win five games. Very impressive, yes. I think. Yes, in- including being that, the Patriots in New England in week 17. Yeah, that the playoff, was, uh, I, 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 the Dolphins are going to be dangerous next year. I don't care what anybody says. They could be good. They have very, very high potential. I hope they get uh, Jonathan Taylor, Dude, too, in the draft. They got Jonathan Taylor. Oh, my gosh. They get that was Jonathan Taylor, Taylor and Jordan Howard in the back there. players in this upcoming draft, to be honest. He's, he's a beast. Guys, I, I just got a Bleacher Report alert speaking about just one of the guys we talked about a few minutes ago. Um, Robbie Anderson has signed oh, with the I, Carolina Panthers. Oh, I think that's, that's a huge pick nice for the Panthers. Now their offense is going to be really scary. Look look at this offense now. You've got, um, you've got Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback. You've got Christian McCaffrey at running back. And then you have um, DJ Moore, and you have um, now Robbie Anderson on the other side. So that that's this NFC South is going to be fascinating to watch. Next and Curtis Samuel, they got Samuel too. Yeah. Oh, jeez, that offense is going to be loaded. The NFC yeah, South, that's, the worst that's going to be amazing to watch. Really, it is. <laughs> I can't. I can't wait to watch uh, how the NFC South ends up panning out. Anthony, I think the NFC South is taking over the NFC Yeah, spot. but it'll it's only be for a while because football. Brady and Breeze are going to retire soon. So it'll only be for We're a good. While. We're good. So let's, let's, 
finish this this next segment, um, and then we'll talk about um, some more of the kind of predictions and things for next year. So let's talk about the losers Ooh, yes. so this, this offseason. Jay, who are your three losers for this offseason? All right, so my first one, I think it's uh, not less no- a less noticed one, is the 49ers because Eric not only Armstead. they lost Emmanuel Sanders, they also lost a huge part of their defense. Yeah, Eric Armstead and DeForest Buckner. That's I think that's going to be a big punch in the gut for the 49ers. And then the Texans, obviously, because <laughs> Bill O'Brien's on crack down there or something. <laughs> and then my last one is going to be the Bears because they're looking at the wrong quarterbacks to sign right now. You got the, the old man truck driver, Nick Foles, and the blind man, Mitch Trubisky, out there. They got the wrong guys, all right? I, I saw one meme that said, um, breaking news, the Chicago Bears have Pretty much, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, I that I I I had the Bears on my list too. Also, I just think there's so much potential for them. I, they're kind of like the Colts too, where they you know their team is literally set. I don't think they're as good on on the offensive end as the Colts, um, just because they don't really they kind of do. I mean, Allen Robinson could be a really good wide receiver if he had a better quarterback and. Um, you know, Taylor Gabriel and some others were really good over there last season. And they've got David Montgomery, who had a really good rookie season, and Tariq Cohen at running back. So, you know, they've, they've got some potential on the offensive end. And that defense, when healthy, is a top three defense in the NFL, no doubt. And, um, and all they had to do this offseason was pick up a quarterback. And you had options including Tom Brady – Jameis Winston, Teddy Bridgewater, Marcus Mariota, and others. Oh, no one wants Mariota, and, who had a horrible season last year Nick when he Foles. played. <laughs> and I, I just – I mean, it could pan out good. I mean, Nick Foles is kind of he's, – he's not as good as Phillip Rivers, I don't think. But, um, you know, he's kind of almost the same thing. Where he's kind of just inconsistent, you know. He – he had that big Super Bowl run a few years ago, but other than other than that, I don't know. He's kind of been off and on. So yeah, he should have hung it up after he won it. And, I, I think I think he's gonna a tad bit better than Mitchell <laughs> Trubisky. I think anyone's better than Mitchell Trubisky, but um, I mean, I, I just think the Bears had there was so much potential for the Bears to make that move this offseason. And I just think they really underwhelmed. And yeah, I mean, what they I don't really done. know what they were thinking. They're they're one of they're one of my three losers. Another team is the Jaguars. They're I think they're a loser. I mean, they haven't done anything except for get worse. <laughs> um, and obviously, a huge loser is the Texans. I mean, they had Super Bowl potential last year, and now I don't even know if they're yeah. gonna make it to the playoffs this upcoming season, but. No, they'll still right. make it. No, I don't know. With Sean Watson, the Colts I, and the Titans. I, I don't know. That division's the, – the Colts yeah. and the Titans are getting a lot better. I don't know. Hey, the Jaguars I, are, are I, taking I, Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> Anthony, so I don't know about no, that. No, no. <laughs> I, I also – two more losers I had on my list. I think one of them definitely is the Los Angeles Rams. I think the Rams are – you know, I don't – they lost – Todd Gurley, who I, I mean, it's kind of understandable. They were going to pay him a lot of money, and I don't know if you know he was really worth the money they were going to be paying him anymore. But still, that's a that's a big weapon to lose. And then um, 
there the rumors are Brandon Cooks is is on the wire, and I just think things are starting to fall apart in in L.A. and and things are going down. And this is a time where you know they're moving into a new stadium next year in L.A. And this is a time where they really need to compete. But they're yeah, and I mean that's a team that we didn't really talk about too much. The Atlanta Falcons signing Todd Gurley, which could could potentially be a pretty big move, honestly. Right. And I think another loser I had too was um, the Dallas Cowboys. In my opinion, I I think um, I think um, they're just prioritizing the wrong things. I think I think. they they extended Cooper. um they extended Ezekiel Elliott already gave him his big payday they gave Amari Cooper his big payday but they franchise tag Dak Prescott and most of the time franchise tagging a quarterback is pretty much saying you've got one more year and then you're going to be gone so and and I think in my opinion, Dak Prescott is a, is a pretty good quarterback. I just think he has not had um, a great coach to really help him uh, in a great system. But I, I think that's a mistake for Jerry Jones to to not I mean, give Dak Prescott the extension. And I just think I, I think that's going to be a huge loss too when they do lose Dak Prescott for them because I don't think Armari um, Cooper you know, was not very good with the, with the Raiders. You know, he had a pretty good rookie season, and then he was not very good after his rookie season. And then he got traded to Dallas and was – he had good good times, yeah. but he also had not as good games. So, I, I think Amari Cooper is a guy that depends on the quarterback he has. And I think well, I mean, let's not forget, Jerry Jones took out. until 2019 to fire Jason Garrett. So, I mean <laughs> – what do you expect? I mean, the guy's right. horrible owner. I mean, he's killing his franchise day by day. It's actually horrible <laughs> to watch. I mean, Dallas, Dallas had a big three going on down there: Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, and Amari Cooper. The amount of potential was, I mean, through the freaking roof. And let's not forget the offensive line that they had, and their defense was starting to get excellent. I mean, obviously, Byron Jones was like a huge loss, but still, their de- their defense was starting to get a little bit better, right. and he's basically just throwing it all away. Because I mean, quarterbacks win you games, and um, who who are they gonna have after Dak Prescott mm-hmm. leaves? After that, who are they gonna have? I mean, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. let's not forget they got a slight upgrade <laughs> in straight from McDonald's, Mister Mike McCarthy. <laughs> As the head coach now, I I can't stand that guy, you know. But and you brought a Super Bowl to Green Bay. No, Aaron Rodgers brought the Green Bay. I'm sure. McCarthy sat Matt there eating Lafleur cheeseburgers. Hasn't brought a Super Bowl to Green Bay. Yeah, but he managed to go 13 and three. What McCarthy couldn't have done in the past eight years. Okay. With prime Aaron Rodgers. What happened when Matt Lafleur got into San Francisco? <laughs> Dude, we had no run defense. We can't stop. We, we couldn't stop Raheem Mostert. Man. Raheem, the dream. I'm, I'm not worried. The Packers are winning the Super Bowl next year, and it's just facts. We are. The Packers, the Packers um, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I would say they wouldn't make the playoffs, but I don't know. I think, sadly, I think they're still the best team in the NFC North, but I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna go uh, too far in the NFC though. I mean, we, we can beat the, we can beat the Saints for sure because they suck. But let's let's kind of now let's let's shift into our last segment 
um, and talk about kind of previewing next season. Let's start with the NFC. Oh, man. And I think the NFC is going to be unbelievable next year. The NFC is becoming the Western yeah. Conference of the NFL. All right, yeah. If you think about it, all right, check this out. All right, so the NFC West, you got the Cardinals, the mm-hmm. Seahawks, and the Niners. That's three playoff teams right there probably. Right, And then the, right. Let's not even forget the NFC South probably has all four of them are probably playoff contenders. Mm-hmm. And the NFC North, you have the Packers, the Vikings. That's about it. The other two suck, you know. And then the, and then the NFC East, you have the Cowboys and the Eagles. So that's like, what, like mm-hmm. 11 possible playoff I mean, teams? Yeah. yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. the NFC is going to be great. Yeah. And even some of the others, you know, you never know. I mean, right. the Bears could show up. And so, I mean, there's at least 11 playoff contenders yeah. at, at a minimum in the NFC. It'll be really fun to watch the NFC next year and see the playoffs are going to be great. I mean, they're going to be amazing to watch. Man, I'm not sure what's what's the better vision right now the 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 NFC West or the NFC South. I give the South the edge because the the West is nice too because they got the. Oh yeah, I don't know, man. That's I don't know that that's a great question. I I think I. I want to say the South, but I don't know. I, I think depending on what's been already proven, right. I think you have to say the West. Yeah, because I, I like the Cardinals right now. I really do. Yeah, I mean, they 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 weren't terrible last season. I mean, they were, what, like 7-8-1 and eight and one or something like that. Yeah, and, and Kyler looked real nice, too. There was some, something around there. And um, and then, you know, you had the, the 49ers who won the NFC, and then you had the Seahawks who um, looked pretty solid um, as well. And uh, and the Rams, you know, maybe. We'll the see Rams what happens. Were decent. The Rams were decent last year. And I don't know. I think depending on what's proven, I think you have to go uh, You have to go with the NFC West. I agree, yeah. But I don't know. I think that South, man, is going to be fun to watch this season. With I mean, just think about it. You have uh, Drew Brees. And all those weapons on the Saints, and then one thing we actually—I just remember we didn't mention—was the Saints got Malcolm Jenkins, um, yeah. and that's a great pickup for their defense. Mm-hmm. Um, so that defense could even be—and they showed some bright spots last season, even um, also. And then you have Tampa Bay, you know, they're with the renewed um, team with Tom Brady and everyone. And Tom Brady with two 1,000-yard wide receivers. And um, and then you have uh, Carolina, who now has Teddy Bridgewater, Kirsten McCaffrey, um, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, and Robbie Anderson. And then you have the Atlanta Falcons, who had an off year last year, but still think now they have Matt Ryan, um, Calvin Ridley, they have Todd Gurley. Yeah, I mean, honestly, all the Julio Saints have Jones. to hope for is that they don't play Minnesota in the playoffs. And then I think they'll be fine. But, I mean, <laughs> no, super stacked now. I mean, I mean that yeah, that division is going to go crazy next year, and I really can't wait to watch all that stuff. That's for sure. And let's look um, before we go off with the, at the AFC to kind of, um, you know, obviously we still have the Chiefs. Um, the Chiefs are going to look pretty good. I mean, they don't lose anything, and they obviously 
you know, I don't know really what holes they really needed to fix from last year and uh, still have the best quarterback in all of football right now. And you have um, Travis Kelsey and um, Tyree Kill. Andre Watkins. And and then, you know, we talk about the Colts are going to be very – could be very improved next year. The Tennessee Titans um, kept Ryan Tannehill and Derek Henry. And uh, and then some other contenders. The Ravens. Miami, Miami could get in the mix. The Ravens. The Bills. Uh, the, the Bills, yeah. I, I think the NFC yeah, could also and, be I mean, interesting next year. I'm, 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 maybe next year will be the year that the Browns finally get out of the dumpster fire. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Honestly, Austin Hooper, Austin Hooper was, was a great sign. We didn't talk about that. Yeah, and don't is. forget Nojoku. And 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 then their new, their no, their new yeah. uh, their new coach too, you know maybe they thought Freddie Kitchens was the man, but you know maybe maybe it, Freddie Kitchens was the problem again, you know. But who knows? Um, I, Cleveland could break through, and then don't forget um, the goat <laughs> is about to come to Cincinnati. The man, the myth, the legend, Joe hey. Burrow. A new sheriff in town in Cincinnati. Be super interesting, and plus they still have AJ Green. So I mean, if AJ Green comes back, who he was, and Joe Burrow can play like anything, like he did in college. I mean, they they can be fun. And their defense, their defense actually wasn't bad last year. Hey, and we'll get to see a Burgo versus Danny Dimes. That would be great to watch. Can't wait for that game. I mean, I mean, the Bengals really. If you think about it, we're really their only problem was just not having a good quarterback. Uh, the defense was okay. Well, I mean, their defense stinks, but. No, their defense wasn't. Oh, well, it's like I mean, Lamar Jackson, Jackson ran past them <laughs> like it was nothing. I mean, Lamar, Lamar Jackson, Jackson was killing everybody. everybody. I mean, the Packers are lucky they didn't have to play against uh, Mr. Lamar because that would have been a poop show down there. I mean, Jesus. You wouldn't be worried. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be worried. I mean, there's nothing to worry about. You already know what's no. coming to you. Two hundred rush yards, four hundred pass yards. <laughs> hey, Jay doesn't have to worry about the Baltimore Ravens anyway. Yeah, he's so. not be making any Super Bowls to see him. <laughs> I think all. I think all I, the I stat differ. teams in the NFC back to differ Look. with that. No. If the Packers beat the Forty the Packers got the mauled by the Forty Niners. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, you hey, scored all your lost by seventeen. It was like that two bad. minutes of the game. What, what was the first one? Like forty-three days. <laughs> Thirty-seven minutes. Um, yeah, that's pretty much what. And the I mean, that, was I mean, it's a, so, the Forty Niners honestly could have dropped sixty that game if they didn't let off the gas. They they will be a little bit hey, the because they lost Sanders. So. I mean, I don't know. I don't think they'll be winning a Super Bowl or anything crazy like that. I mean, where, yeah. Where have the Packers been all off season though? Hey, we we signed up, the but you also lost Blake Martinez. I forgot his name. We went to look him up. Yeah, we got the freaking and, uh, and Brian Balaga. Oh, old man Balaga. Come on, and now. Jimmy Graham. Oh, because we need Jimmy Graham. Yeah. Do the like Packers I even have a tight end anymore? <laughs> Mercedes, Mercedes Lewis, <laughs> that old fart. <laughs> we, we're fine. We still have the Smith Bros at linebackers. We have Jair Alexander. 
the best corner in the game behind, behind Stephon Gilmore. Stop. No, we have Adrian Amos, the best safety in the game. And then we have Aaron Rodgers, obviously, the second best quarterback in the league still, behind Pat Mahomes, obviously. Stop. Stop. Devontae Adams, the third best receiver no. in the league behind Hopkins and Thomas. No. And then uh, Aaron Jones, he's better than Dalvin Cook, in my opinion. Uh, he will what? be. He will be. I, I haven't seen any videos on the check down. He's, he's getting good. Man, Aaron Jones looks good, though. Aaron Jones did carry. Aaron jo- no, no, he did not carry Aaron us. Jones, Aaron That's Jones facts. carried Aaron Rodgers last oh, year. He put that old carried man him on right. his back. He's okay. about to carry him right to the nursing home. <laughs> no, he did not. Back, back in the day, they used to say, Aaron Rodgers is a bad man. He still is a bad man. Anymore. Yeah, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is an old man. Aaron Jones was carrying into the nursing home he's last no year. He's, Aaron Rodgers is done. Okay. Aaron yeah. Rodgers has less in his career than LeBron James. LeBron James is going to play for five more years. I Aaron Rodgers is going to play for like zero. Aaron Rodgers. Honestly, Aaron Rodgers I, would, might I wouldn't be surprised. Tom Brady does. Okay. I think. I'm not worried, dude. It, it was Matt Lafleur. That's what happened year. with McVay. That's Went to the NFC McVay, Championship. I am man. not worried. And the dumpster fire. Sucks. No, he, he went to the he went to the divisional. Actually, and then what year. happened the next year though? Not championship. And then now now with... they went to the Super Bowl. Oh, that's that's what, that's what happened. Lose. We're going to the Super Bowl next year. It makes sense. <laughs> and then it's all adding up. The next couple of years. No, we're winning. I can see that happening. I guess, except for like the Super Bowl part. But I mean, all that other stuff. I mean, I could see. <laughs> see, like I really don't see any team in our way in the NFC anymore. Now that the 49ers are weakening up. What? Like, all right, see, let's think about it. I mean, the Vikings, I'm not worried about them, obviously. And then you get the Blue Dat Nation, nah. Uh, Tampa Bay, nah. Jay. What? Yeah, who else we you're got? Putting, you're not worried about the greatest quarterback of all time with two. Pro Bowl 1,000-yard wide receivers to throw to? I mean, we'll see how Tom Brady and Bruce Arians work together, but I don't know. Uh, Tom Brady works with I mean, Tom honestly, Brady, so I mean, that's all that matters. I think the Packers last year were just an average team that knew how to win. Exactly. <laughs> what? It's – Thirteen and three is not yeah, good. I mean, if you would have sw- like, like every if, game, if you would have had won. marked up all their one position games, yeah. In fact, every single game. If you would have, if you would have, wasn't a freaking. We know how to Switched win. over the Packers one possession games that the refs gave them. Um, they would have won like seven games. So okay. I mean, oh, we okay. saw one of the stop. <laughs> stop. We all know McCaffrey. And we also know that um, Trey Flowers did not put the hands to the face. So. All right. And we also know that uh, Aaron Jones was was waving kisses at. They cheated that game, too. What an end zone. Yeah. We cheated? You guys got smoked. No. It was in Minnesota. And don't forget. Don't forget. Another underrated signing. Still. It doesn't matter. Before we close it out. Michael Pierce to the Minnesota Vikings, one top two run, uh, top three run stopper in the league. Um, nobody's running the ball in this now. So, Michael Pierce, uh, he played for the Ravens last Who? year, top top three run stopper in the league. So, Aaron, I mean, he's gonna be sounds like a truck driver. Aaron Jones into a truck driving career next year after he freaking hit sticks. And... I'm not worried. The Packers own the North. Uh, I'm, I'm sure. I mean, Aaron Rodgers' reign is coming to an end. I think. 
Oh, just getting started. Yeah. It's just getting started. <laughs> yeah, yes, Aaron Rodgers in his prime with Mike what? McCarthy. So, <laughs> that little fat piece of crap. Mike, <laughs> he's only thirty-six. Yeah. We're fine. Well, I think uh, we've definitely had a great comeback today, boys. It feels good good to be back on the podcast, and uh, we're really going to be a great NFL season ahead of us and we're grateful the nfl free agency saved us from uh from um, the boredom of the coronavirus in in the sports world so uh feels good to be back and uh stay tuned we'll hopefully have some more podcasts coming out and uh that reminds me i gotta advertise the next one the next podcast gonna be world war three on undisputed man i'm excited Mark guest Marco Gibson and uh, man, that's going to be some fire debates. Going to be debating the top ten basketball players of all time, the top ten quarterbacks of all time, and more. So uh, definitely stay tuned uh, whenever we have that one, and uh, we'll be looking forward to having some next some new podcasts coming out here soon. But thanks for tuning in. Coming back after the break, LJHS Bros. Yep. Undisputed new podcast. All right, see you guys.